This episode of The Cool Ship brought to you by the letter F. F as in elf. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Cool Ship Podcast, dedicated to beer lovers, home brewers, and professionals alike. With your hosts, Warren, the Professor Wilson, and Matt, Zigmeister Ziegler. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to grab a beer and chill on the Cool Ship. Cool Ship Podcast. Oh, yeah, that's the name of this thing. Oh, welcome to the Cool Ship Podcast. Hey. It is Warren and... Matt. Hey, Matt. What's up? And we are a little late. Nine days to be exact. Well, no, more like two weeks. Yeah. But... This probably should have been done a <coughs> while ago. Maybe a month ago or before so. Before the holidays. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. But uh, we're here now, so uh, we're celebrating Christmas all the way through... Well, whenever we want, I guess. Um, So what you do for Christmas? Anything special? Uh, What did I do? I uh, visited some friends before Christmas. We had a Christmas party at the brewery. How big was that? Uh, Probably like maybe 50 people. Family? Yeah. Um, Nice. And uh, what'd you serve? What was your Christmas beer that you were serving? Oh, we had uh, we just opened the taps to everything that we had to the 150 different styles you have. Yeah, I think it's around 150 now. Yeah, I think there's one for every <laughs> 150 person, right? Yeah. Check out the head differences between these two. <laughs> look, look at the head on that one. Different color. Did you see the head on that guy? Yeah, he must work out. <laughs> Why do I have two? Why am I double fisting? Because you're looking at the head color. Am I looking at like the same? Oh, apparently not. So anyway, um, go ahead and tell me um, some cool things that happened over the, the winter break and some cool things that are coming up for Zigmeister Brewing Company. Okay, so let me think here. When was our when was our last show? November. It was November? Late okay. November, yep. After Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving? Uh, before Thanksgiving. Okay. It was so, right before Thanksgiving. So I guess things that have happened in December, we... Uh, we did a bottle release. We did the uh, release of our quad, Unholy Ritual, and the... Uh, was that the uh, combo? Unholy Ritual? Was that with Bolero? No, that was uh, that was different. That was... Um, actually, that also was after Thanksgiving. Um, that was first. That was Upon the Shattered Cliffs. Um, that was the Imperial Milk Porter with hazelnuts, and then we did a variant of that with... Uh, Hazelnuts, maple syrup, and cinnamon. Beautiful. Uh, we still have a few bottles available left at the brewery. Um, not much. Nice. Um, 
and uh, then we released the quad and uh, a Belgian triple aged in bourbon and red wine barrels called Paragon of Light, uh, which we were promoting at the brewery as kind of like a alternative to champagne for New Year's. And uh, they survived the holiday season right after Christmas. Most of the people that went to the uh, holiday party and everything ended up getting pretty sick. Um, stomach bug. Uh, I think it's just from a lot of kids running around at the party. Um, dirty children. No, I didn't say that. Uh, no, you know, it's right because it's been going around. Yeah. You weren't the only people affected by it. There was a oh, yeah. ton of people that went through that virus, whatever it is. Yeah, so um, we had big deliveries two weeks before, uh, pretty much the week before Christmas and the week before New Year's. Both really big delivery weeks, and uh, at one point it ended up being we were doing three complete separate uh, delivery runs. One of the days, I went out with my dad on one brewery, one delivery run. Our sales guy was delivering some kegs, and we had our delivery guy with the van full of stuff all going to different areas because everybody needed their needed their beers before For New the Year's season. Yeah, before New Year's, and nobody got back to us after Christmas. So until like Thursday. So everybody in all different areas in New Jersey wanted this stuff, and we couldn't send the one guy around all over, you know, North and Central Jersey because that just worked, doesn't make yeah. sense. He would have had like a 19-hour day. Um, so that's why he gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he's only allowed 11 hours to drive I was anyway. Kidding. I was kidding. Yeah, I know. Um, so we got through that, and then I did my uh, yearly vacation. First week of January, closed the brewery down. Went to Jamaica. Yeah, man. <laughs> Learned high a high for five days. Drank a lot of rum. Life, Gave myself uh, a break there on beer for a little bit and drank a lot of rum. But now we're back to drinking beer. Uh, how about you, Warren? How, how was what? What's been up with you guys for uh, past month? Uh, it's this year was strange. We had, uh, and I tell the story about almost. To anyone who asks, so anyone who listens, we had a, a very warm spell in the beginning of the fall, like mm. October-ish. So most of October was spent. Uh, we didn't have a lot of brewers. And usually when the fall hits, people just come out of the woodwork and brew. In the last four years, that's what happened. This fifth year is a little different. And, uh, you know, we had an uptick in November. We saw a little bit of good sales going on. We had some really cool things happen. We had an emptying of our barrel, um, which was great to get ready for this new upcoming Super Brew Sunday. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, we were uh, we usually see sales for gift certificates coming in early as November 1st. We didn't say, and gift certificates are big for our Christmas season. We didn't see any gift certificate sales until two weeks prior to Christmas. Yeah, it was similar to me. Um, people, nobody was coming through and really buying anything for the Christmas season until Mid-December. I think it just that warm weather screwed everybody up. And then when they said, oh, shit, Christmas is two weeks away. I got to get something going. And yeah, it's, it was nonstop. It was like just continue, continue, continue. What do they buy at the brewery, Matt? Uh, it was a lot, of, g- it was a lot of gift certificate purchases. Um, and then as it got closer to Christmas, not as many of you wanted to buy gifts, necessarily just gift certificates. And they were getting some bottles of stuff. Yep, and, same here. Uh, but most... We didn't sell too much other merchandise other than, you know, some cans. We did we did a case sale at the end of the year. Um, 
and a lot of people were coming in getting cases for the holidays, but also, you know, some bottles here and there for gifts, and then a lot of gift certificates. Yeah. But it really, like you said, you know, it was only... It's very different. Mid-December. That was pretty much when it started. And then we, we, I mean, we held pretty steady through Christmas, through New Year's, through today. Uh, we had a couple of Christmas parties to attend. We had one here for our club. It was a lot of fun. We had a good, good outing with about 22 to 24 people. I forget which one uh, the number came out to be. But we had all different kinds of food. We had all different kinds of uh, beer. And uh, we missed you, of course. You were, I'm mm-hmm. sure, up to your eyeballs in it over at the brewery. Um, and we missed you too, Carl, but I know you had other engagements. It's, it's tough that time of year to get together. It is. Um, you got to be a lot everywhere. going on. You have to yeah. be like a year in advance in order to make sure you put it on your calendar, make sure it's something that you were dedicated to, to, to attend. But overall, it was good. And now that football season's coming to an end, we are, um, we're starting to see, uh, you know, stuff like the February, we're starting to aim towards February. We're starting to aim towards Winterfest. We're starting to aim towards a lot of chocolate types of beer. We're going to put out some really cool uh, recipes for that. We have uh, we had the Grinch in the window making beer for the holiday. We're going to have uh, conversation hearts with conversations of beer-related items like um, you got wine or uh, beer me or beer mine, um, stuff like that <laughs> hanging around. So we're, we're, we're trying to up, uptick on that Valentine's Day. Chocolate porter, double chocolate type Ooh. stuff. So, well, you just did a uh, what was it on Friday? You had a customer come in and, and they did a, a stout chocolate with, stout. Well, with, they did a stout, mm-hmm. and then you said, "Let's put some chocolate tincture in this." The chocolate tincture was and that on, made a yeah. big difference. Yeah, it did. It, it really, it, really made a big difference. Yeah, it, it took it. It took it from a regular, robust, uh, roasty stout to a chocolatey stout, and uh, turned the beer into something different. And uh, then. That's pretty cool that we could do that here. Yeah, that'll definitely be a good Valentine's. Yep, absolutely, for sure. So we're looking at doing things like that end. We have a, a big, huge vat of chocolate tincture going on right now, um, sitting on vanilla Madagascar and vanilla beans and cocoa nibs. Um, so we're moving towards there, and then we just got a new barrel in this um, today. It smells great. Uh, and we got the triple smoke. From Cosair deliver uh, Cosair Distilleries down in Memphis, and we're going to be filling that one up along with two others on Super Brew Sunday, and we're going to be doing three big batches of beer. Uh, nine guys coming in to brew and uh, moving forward with that. So we got <laughs> Carl. Carl's huffing your barrel in the back there. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the same thing we were doing earlier, yeah, and which I was doing when I first got it. I'm like, Mike, come over here. You got to smell this. <laughs> You can definitely get a contact high from that barrel. (laughs) Holy moly. I just want to take that barrel, turn it upside down, and see what kind of liquid I can get out of it. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's got some good stuff going on, and uh, that's where we're at for this time. I mean, you're you're probably getting prepared for Winterfest. Yeah, we got um, got a big Stout Fest coming up, right? Well, we got Imperial Fest coming up first. That's uh, last weekend of January. Uh, I think we're looking at 19 or 20 different Imperial-style beers. Um. Imperial stouts, imperial yeah, porters, quads, triples, barley wines. We're we're kind of promoting this as kind of like a, a barley wine day. So we have one imperial version of a lot of most of the imperial styles, and I think we have four or five different barley wines. It's um, the season, man. Oh yeah, barley wine is life. <laughs> it is. It absolutely um, is. It's it's a it's a gorgeous thing, and it goes really well with barrels. Yeah. 
So um, you, your your barrel program has been going on for uh, almost two years now, and do you have anything that's two years old? Well, the the yeah, first coming in January, right? Well, we we do have um, we're releasing our regular barley wine in January sure. uh, on during during Imperial Fest, uh, Sacrifice for Abundance. Um, I mean, we've got some barrels that have been sitting around since we first started barrel aging that have just kind of left to kind of pull out a little bit later and see how things go. So right. we'll see what come of those. Um, one of the longest barrel aging barrel agings I've done so far is the Imperial Stout. Um, that's coming out first weekend in February. Um, and Imperial it's coming Fest? out in force because it's, it's, I think, a seven-bottle release. Um, we have a base Imperial Stout that we recently brewed that we're releasing that that day that's going to be the Imperial Stout that's going into barrels for next year's uh, Imperial Stout. Um, and then the first, the original Imperial Stout that we made, um, which we really didn't release any of the base for, we just put all of it into barrels, we're releasing as a bourbon barrel, bar- bourbon barrel variant, a bourbon barrel with vanilla variant, a rum barrel variant, a rum barrel with coconut, a wine barrel, and a wine barrel with uh, chocolate and raspberry. This is all the stout? This is all the imperial stout. Yeah, so you have how many how many barrels of each? We had eight barrels of bourbon, okay. and we're splitting that 50-50 between vanilla and regular. Yep. We had four barrels of rum that were splitting f- just about 50-50, regular and coconut. Yep. And then the wine barrel, we had two wine barrels, one wine barrel staying regular, one is gone. That is awesome. I, I want to say fun. that you put that stuff into barrels back in March of 2017. Yeah, right around about that, there, there. And I tasted, you, you took the little nail out of the barrel yeah. and I tasted a little tiny bit in April. And it was fantastic in April. Yeah. <laughs> out of the bourbon barrel. And it's, so it, it ain't going to get worse. <laughs> no, it's been, it's, it's tasting really nice right now. It's still sitting on vanilla. We're going to be bottling it off. Uh, the bourbon vanilla is really good. It's been sitting on vanilla for almost a week now. Uh, it's got about another week or so it's going to sit on there. We're going to bottle it off. Um, the you rum barrel. The vani- do you throw the vanilla in the barrel? or No, uh, we moved it out of the barrel and then said it, it's now been sitting in a bright tank on vanilla. Um, and the rum barrel is tasting phenomenal. The The red wine barrel is really tasty. Um, what kind of coconut do you use? Dried coconut or do you use real coconut? Oil? We used uh, shredded dried coconut that we take and uh we toasted it we um when we did the uh collaborative brew with bolero we talked with uh tap past 15 and they toasted the hazelnuts for us over there so we contacted them again and they tasted they toasted the coconut for us for the coconut rum and the uh coconibs that is uh actually going into the tiramisu milk porter that we're going to be releasing pretty soon nice um all right, so explain that one. That sounds good. Tiramisu milk porter. It's really sweet. Yeah, we ma- well, we made that one last year. Um, well, tiramisu is is the Italian rum sort of soaked rum. Is it's, it rum soaked or it's, I thought it was a it was more like a whiskey. It's like, I think it's rum soaked ladyfingers, and then um, it's got like uh, layers of chocolate, chocolate and coffee. That's right, coffee and a little bit of vanilla so notes right. and stuff. So it's it's yeah. it's it comes through with all those flavors. It's a uh, milk porter. Um, yep. So it's got a little bit of sweetness in the back there, really nice base, uh, and it's served on nitro. Um, so we did, we just recently did a test of our regular oatmeal stout with uh, nitro, 
uh, in cans. And it's holding the head? Yeah, it's, it's doing really nice in cans. So now we got, that... We got widgets? Is that what you got? No, we did uh, liquid nitrogen dosing. Okay. So we just... It goes through the regular canning process, and just before the lid goes on, they drop a little drop of liquid nitrogen in there and then cap it. And the liquid nitrogen goes into gas form right. and just pressurizes the can like crazy. So it's difficult because not enough, it doesn't pressurize the can enough too, too much, much, and it Boom. blows the top off like a fucking bomb. Right. So they have to kind of... <sighs> You know, dial that in and make sure it's all good, and then it's just pressure differential when you open the can that knocks all the CO2 out. Sure. And uh, it's been really good, so my hope, we did that test to make sure that the tiramisu milk porter would go well, and what also down in, the road. In, the, that, uh, in that process, if you, didn't, if you didn't carbonate the beer, before, you, if you just literally put flat beer no into head. the can, wouldn't be good? No, because it... It's the act of releasing the, the, it's the, the carbon dioxide. It's the actual of releasing the carbon dioxide. It's yeah, when, when people talk about a nitro beer, it's not dissolved nitrogen. Yeah, It's right. nitrogen as the pushing gas. So it... But it knocks all the CO2 out, but I guess that's what gives it... The, then the, it's, by knocking it's the, all the it's CO2 the pressure, out... It's the pressure hit. Like if I, if I had a regular bright tank and I wanted to drop this, the CO2 down in that bright tank, I would bump the CO2 pressure through my carb stone... Mm-hmm. to like 30 and open it up real quick and burst it through because that pressure difference knocks CO2 out of the liquid. Yeah. What not, the nitrogen is doing that in this case. Um so in a regular nitrogen tap but I guess my point yeah. is that by knocking the CO2 out of the liquid upon opening you are opening up the aromas I suppose the and of the beer. It's doing a bunch of different things yeah. to it. It's changing the texture of the beer, it's knocking out aromas, it's it's creating a different way that you're getting flavor on your tongue and stuff like that and like, the blacksmith comes through typically more smoky, um, and with the nitrogen, uh, it comes through now almost chocolatey as mm. opposed to smoky. Um, but the big thing with the nitrogen beer is that once it's in your cup, it's pretty much flat beer. Yeah. So you, you drink it, you want to drink it during its cascading and not too much after, afterwards, because otherwise your beer is just sitting there flat. Drink right? fast. Yeah. Well, that's, that's if... You know, and again, it's subjective. That's if you don't mind hmm. drinking flat beer. I mean, so yeah. so some people like to leave that head to form because the head forms nice and creamy. Yep, uh, it's a different head retention, so it's a different feel in the mouth when you go to sip, sip on that head. Yep, and when you're sipping that other, some people don't mind having a flat beer because it doesn't bloat like other beers yep. do. And you know, that's it's it's a very subjective thing, and it's delicious. It's absolutely gorgeous for most beers to go on. The only thing, the only problem I have with Nitrogen beers is if you put put it on a um, IPA, IPA, yeah, then it just it does take away from the flavor. Well, mm. The whole point of an IPA yeah. is you get the aromas. Yeah, and if you don't have certain, CO two bubbling out the aroma, too. yeah, nothing. Absolutely, I mean, certain Belgian beers, you know, ca- uh, corked and caged with a really high pressure, that yeah. wouldn't be much fun. No. Those beers are great with that extra carbonation. They very lively. The triples, and yeah, yeah, very lively. The goldens, yeah. Um, and then after all these uh, imperial stouts are releasing. Uh, then we have the town does their winter fest, yep. uh, middle of February. Is that, is that president's day weekend? I think it is. It's like middle, mid February. Um, and then, uh, <coughs> $2 tastings that day too. Yep. We do, we do a bunch of different things that, that day. I haven't been over to the, the meetings lately to see exactly where we're at right Tomorrow's, now. Tomorrow's, I don't think they've had one. Okay. Tomorrow's the first one this year. Um, so we'll, we'll check out what's going on exactly with there, making sure everything's still going on really well. And then that day we do stout fest. 
Um, and Stout Fest this year is looking to be bigger and better than it was last year, which is stupid for 40, me to even say. 40 last year, right? No, it was 50, no, 50. 54 last okay, year. Okay, well, bigger than that, huh? <laughs> um, you're so, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you're insane. So it's going to be – it's not too many more styles than what we had last year. It's just more volume of those styles that we that people really liked, and we ran out of those. I think we might we're pushing definitely over fifty five, might be fifty seven. I can't even remember the number um, because it's it again. It's a stupid number. You're gonna have a Jamaican remember. inspired stout this time. It's gonna be it's gonna be Jamaican beach sand stout. Yeah, like that. <laughs> we'll call it Wendy. Jazz, jazz. <laughs> Wendy stout. You're welcome to Jamaica. Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jasmine rum and beach sand. But it's, oh my gosh. Um, and papaya. And papaya, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but it's it's going to be, last year was great weather. Hopefully it'll be nice nicer weather. Um, Doesn't look like it's going to be. <laughs> I, I just want to be, I want to be able to use the outdoor area again. That was one of the reasons I think it was a, we had as many people as we did was because we were able to use the outdoor area. I think you'll um, be able to. I, you know, I have good vibes. I think you're going to have a good I think vibe. in the end it, it's not going to matter. It's like. Even if it's crappy weather and it's snowing like crazy or whatnot, people will come through and they'll stand outside in the snow and drink. As long beer. as the building next door to you doesn't have a pipe break that's spewing water all oh the way down. Oh my goodness, the... yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Warren has a neighbor with a pipe that burst and it's spewing water all over the ground. A plumbing problem. Um, Matt comes into my office or into the building. Hey, do you know that Crystal Springs healing place that lives next door? I'm like. What are you getting at there, brother? Because there's a pipe that broke out in front. I'm like, oh no, is that where that water's coming from? He's like, it was yep. an ice sheet all in front of his building. Oh my goodness! I thought it was just because of melting snow. No, so but uh, the joys of yeah, owning so that, business on Main Street. Yeah, but that's. Uh, I think that's pretty much what's what's going on at least now through mid February. We started to uh, we started to talk about and really put together stuff for the MyFast competition. Mm. We're starting to drill down some things. Well, what what we can do um, as far as well, that's the that's really the next big thing after Stout Fest right. is May Fest. So we're right. going to be pushing that really heavy right after right after. Right I mean, after the town's going to be pushing forward their St. Patrick's Day parade, um, but in terms of me doing anything big at the brewery, it's mostly just making sure I got a lot of nitro stout <laughs> available right. for that day. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll be good do on an that. Irish red just for fun. Yeah, I think I did an Irish red last year. Um, but I'll uh, I'll be really pushing forward, and we'll all be working kind of on the making sure Mayfest is going to be big because Oktoberfest was huge. Yep. Um, so this will be fa- the second. This will be the second Mayfest. We'll have the beer competition with it, and it's going to be it's going to be huge. Yeah. Well, with all these big events coming up and all this extra beer you have to brew, <clears throat> and putting things into barrels, et cetera. You know, how many days a week are you on the brew system now or how many batches a week going through that 15 barrel? Um, I mean, now it's slowed down a little bit just because that's the time of year it is. Um, but in general, right now, I mean, we've got seven, seven fermenters, um, all 30 barrels. So typically right now it's three brew days one week, three brew days the next, and we have a buffer tank right now. Um, so... You know, three three days. It's a, a double brew day. Brew day is two batches. Yeah, yeah. double two, two, double brew double days brew each day. each yeah. day. Um, so five thirty in the morning to six thirty at night, plus the forge. Yeah, plus everything that's going. On. I mean, 
it, it really is like two brew systems and three brewing series that we kind of do because we got the year rounds and seasonals, and then you got the barrel aged beers, then you got everything that's going on the forge system. And then of those seasonals, as I call them, you know, you have Deep Sea, uh, which is a constant rotating New England style IPA series. You got the USS uh, series, which is a double IPA series. You've got, uh, um, I think right now we're at 13 different barrel-aged beers that we have going through the barrel system. Uh, we're adding even more for this coming year. Uh, and then we're still trying to put out at least a new beer every day we're open. So whether it's a new beer because it's a new seasonal or it's a new beer because it's a forge batch, um, I want to say we're at 350, 360 on different styles of beer that we've made. Um, Madre de Dios. It's a lot of beer, dude. Yeah. It's a lot of creativity. So we're, we're pushing it. We're seeing what we can do. And, uh, yeah. I don't even know what else to say. No. <laughs> so... What do you have have in your I don't hands? have anything in my hands now. Yeah, Warren, Warren drank all of his I before he even had this stuff. I'm talking all this beer, and we're having, we got two cold ones in our hand. We can't drink them. Okay, no, so so I, I drank the, the smaller of the two, the lighter of the two. Okay, so we, we have two beers. Do you want a refill on that so you can compare it to the one in your right No, hand? I, I already got a good handle on what's the difference. I had both. I had a sip of both of them already. So I guess overall the, the idea for today was we had two. The idea today is to go elf yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is to go elf yourself. This um, is for our Christmas show, by the way. Yeah, yeah, which we have delayed because the increasingly poorly of. named Christmas yeah. episode. Go elf yourself. Go so we, elf we have yourself. two different breweries. Uh, we have Trogues, Trogues, Mad Elf, and, and uh, Fegley's, Fegley's, Fegley Rude, Rude, Rude Elf, and then two styles of each. Yeah, we have yep. the Grand Cru Mad Elf and regular Mad Elf and regular Mad Elf. And what was the, the barrel aged Rude Elf and Barrel-aged Rudolph. And just barrel-aged Rudolph. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten two different glasses in front of me, not told which was which, and we were then asked to consume while talking. Consume while talking. No, I think I, I had the smaller of the two, um, uh, just because it just tastes a little cleaner. To me, and it has um, less of a less of a bacterial infection. Oh, they do, neither of them have bacterial infections. Um the one has lacto in it. For no, sure. it doesn't. Absolutely. No, it doesn't. I know what you're talking about, but it doesn't have it. The one you drank was... I have a feeling the one you drank was... I'm just going to take a guess. Is Rude Elf. Yep. Um, well, since it's the wrong brewery, then no. It's Mad Elf. This is Mad Elf and this is Grand Cru. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's said, just... You said go Trogues first. Yeah, that is true. Okay. So you should have at least known that much. Grand, <laughs> Grand Cru. Isn't that Insignia? Of Belgian? Isn't that insignia of Lacto Grand Cru? No, not necessarily Lacto. It's just, it's your... Open ferment, high, grand. I thought Grand Cru was just your highest quality or something like that. I don't remember. It's more, it's... it's I, don't think, I don't think it has anything to do necessarily with Lacto. But I would say that this is the Grand Cru and this yep. is the regular. Yeah, the lighter is the regular. Um, but what I'm getting on the Grand Cru is more just like a cherry note. Yep, tart cherries. Yeah, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily lacto. I think it's just you're getting that tart cherry. The most superior grade. That's what Grand Cru means. Well, to me, it's not. It's deterring. 
So what what did they do different between the two? I mean, I'm tasting tasting cinnamon. Yep, I got cinnamon in it. Def, definitely tasting some cinnamon, maybe a little bit of clove on the regular, and then I'm getting a lot of dark fruit, tart cherry on the other. All right, so <clears throat> Trogue's Mad Elf, according to the bottle. Yeah. 11% alcohol, 15 IBUs. Okay. This cheerful ruby red creation brewed with cherries, honey, and spicy Belgian yeast, reminiscent of cinnamon and clove and allspice. So that's in the yeast. You know, they're saying those spicy flavors are from the yeast of the Belgian. The Mad Elf Grand Cru, 11% as well, doesn't give an IBU reading. I'm assuming 15 mm. IBUs. It says, we've been wanting to do this for a while now. 20 years in just, uh, 20 years in just feels right. If you know Trogues, you know the Mad Elf, the mischievous bell of the holiday beer ball that helped put our little brewery on the map. In your hands is the director's cut. Tart Bolaton, B-A-L-A-T-O-N, cherries. Okay. Loads of them make all the difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bottle conditioned and flush with notes of cinnamon and clove, this beer begs you begs to be shared. Take a bottle home, gather your best beer friends, and cherish the cherries. I mean, what's the... What's cherish the, the cherries. What's the Belgian cherry lambic? Is that a crick? Uh, this this reminds creek, me kind yeah, of, yeah. A, a, of a mix between a, a creek and... Yeah, or well, however they yeah, pronounce it. Crick, creek. Crick. It's not as sweet as a crick. No, but it has that... You, you have flavor. that quad flavor, and then you have cherries. Mm-hmm. Just and that's why I'm not getting like an infection sort of flavor. It's just like almost like a lambic style um, cherry note, and it's just big. I'm not a fan of this one. You can. I like that it. One and leave it. You like it? Yeah. I don't give me any more right now because I've got. <laughs> the other giant beer I'm still gonna drink. <laughs> I'm definitely getting. Uh, I don't want a winter warmer episode again. <laughs> oh, but you will. Oh, I know. Winter warmers part two. <laughs> two years later. I mean, so I like what, I like so them you, both. So, what's the big difference that you're telling between these two things? Is it literally just one like, huge cherry and one's not? Yeah, one's yeah. Very this tart. one, honestly, this one has so so much cherry in it that I almost. Felt this one didn't have cherry. I thought oh, yeah. this was just a spiced quad. Interesting. Uh, this was a cherry quad. But if I probably had this compared to another beer, I would pull the cherries out of it. So, so Mad Elf by itself, you would definitely taste the cherries. Yep. But Mad Elf versus Mad Elf Grand Cru, which is like which is why I kind of forgot <clears throat> that I had was. both. Yeah. Trogues in my hand, and I thought this was the Mad Elf with cherries, and this was that was Brewworks. So yeah. this is um, this is as if someone took. Marciano cherry juice. No, it's not Marciano. And dumped cherry. it right into the beer. No, that's that's not that's not tart cherry. This is tart cherry. Yep. This Ballotin, isn't, this uh, isn't do you guys sweet. know what Ballotin cherries are versus any other? No, I, I know. Idea. I just know that this is yep. tart cherries. Yep. Yep. Tastes like cherry juice to me. It doesn't taste like maraschino cherries. It does. Don't listen to anybody who's lying to you. <laughs> There's no maraschino cherries in Trogues <laughs> Mad <laughs> Elf Grand <Thank> Crew. <laughs> I never it's said the exact was. opposite of the <laughs> Of the goddamn smoke vault. <laughs> <laughs> Do you at least get the allspice? Never did I see. Yeah, I get allspice and cinnamon in both of them. And you get the cherries heavy on one, not so heavy in the other. Tastes like you open up a bottle of Marciano cherries. No! 
Put it right into the beer. No, he's lying. In Italian, it would be like maraschino. He's, he's lying. Nobody, nobody listened to him. He's baloney. <laughs> I will tell you this, that uh, the location where I got the Grand Cru, uh, they were like, dude, you got the last bottle. This stuff went in an hour. Yeah. It was just people wanted it bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I they're was, saying I it's a special, it. special version yeah. um, for their 20. And it's good. Yeah. I like it. I'm a fan, and Warren's a liar. <laughs> Never a liar, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> All right, boys, want to take a break? No, yeah. I, I want to drink more. Oh, okay. yeah, but we'll take a break. You can drink more, and then we'll come back with the next beer. Break. Oh Jesus Christ! That was a poorly, that was <laughs> the, a poor pour. No, remember, no, remember that. So this is this is this is. I'm trying. I'm trying to pour this beer like a person doesn't this, know how to pour beer. This is this bullshit. Is, this is the. Uh, this guy's <laughs> like, oh, you need to pour ahead. At least give it a good head, and then he's like pouring it straight down the middle of the glass in the right. beginning of the pour. Yeah. This guy was supposedly a, a master super triple black belt cicerone, and he's like, you need to pour. You should. You need to release the uh, CO2 in your beer, and he just pours. He just like chucked it right thing. into the beer. He just chucked it into the beer. It was the all mug. foam. It was all and foam. like, yeah, this is great pour. <laughs> like, that's not a good pour. That's a good pour if you're if you're pouring by the if glass. If you're drunk. No, it's a good pour if you're pouring by the glass. It's a good pour if you're trying to pour poorly. No, it's, it's a, a great <laughs> pour. <laughs> You've done well. You know, You've done exactly you what you want. in the glass. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a good pour only for the bar, for, uh, for the bar if they're on tap, right? Yeah. Got it into the glass. Got it into the glass. It's the three quarters foam, one quarter beer, and in charge of the same as if it was a full beer. But so so the the Trogues, the, the regular Mad Elf, um, is very highly drinkable, even though it's eleven percent. You don't get any of the no, you don't. the fusel alcohols. You get a lot of clove and you well, you get a lot of cinnamon, and then there's clove and allspice in the back end. And if you're not a fan, if you bust your nut, so to speak, at the beginning of the fall season with these uh pumpkin ales that are done right and drinkable, but they're spiced ales. If you if you bust a nut, you might get tired of it. Uh, before Christmas uh, comes yeah. around, um, spice beer are, are when they're well made like this are really easy to drink. You know, I've had some really good easy drinking beers when they're not and they're just full of clove or they're That's full the of cinnamon. No, like honestly, I've I've had beers that are Nutmeg. full of cinnamon and they can still work if the other flavor of the beer, beer itself is heavy enough. Yep, comes through. Right but now. if you have too much nutmeg or you have too much clove, it. It's hard it, to drink. It's really hard to drink. It is. And a lot of times, it, it just, it it really ruins and pulls through too much flavor when you have other spices right. and, too you know, heavy on it. I it, think what kicked it off was the people like, like Trogues, the people that, a couple of years ago, we had a really good outing of, you know, spiced beer in the fall. And then all of a sudden, everybody and their brother was making it. And we had spiced beer all the way through summer of the following year. It was last year, and uh, sort of like put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. We did, I don't know, three years ago we did pumpkin ale. We sold a ton of pumpkin kits. Mm. ton of them. Last, uh, two years ago, we sold none. Well, two, two years ago was the year that no one expected. Maybe some people did, but it was the year, that year you're talking about, pumpkin beer was so fucking huge. Yeah, it was. So the next year, nobody cared about trends. Nobody cared about what the hell was going on. Every liquor store <laughs> bought shit tons of fucking <laughs> pumpkin beer, it was all and nobody summer. sold any of nope, it. Nope, it went all through summer. I remember going... That's when I found the, the quote, 
vintage yeah uh, vintage pump pumpkin yeah. yeah that was a year old we we went to we went to Weyerbacher yeah. as a club and they were just canning or bottling their pumpkin ale or getting ready and it was fucking like march yeah <laughs> and you know what it's true everybody and their brother all the liquor stores stockpiled it stockpiled it stockpiled it and they had it for a good year before you know i mean it's it's difficult when you when when you're trying to anticipate these trends these, when, when you, especially you know, even a, a place the size of Trogue, a place the size of Weyerbacher, you yeah. know, it's, um, it, it's hard to, to really brew the right amount and anticipate this. Stuff. Like for for myself, for October, our Oktoberfest sells really well. Right. I need to. I have it right now on my calendar that at the end of June, I'm brewing Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. and the loggers for how long? It lagers for six weeks, mm-hmm. um, and well, he's got to be prepared because he sells a ton of it. Yeah, and before the first can or bottle or glass is drank of Oktoberfest, I've already made sixty barrels of it. I've had the second batch already made, and then once that second batch is done, two weeks later, then we release that first batch. In which case, I'm brewing the third, third and, and the fourth, and then the fifth. And the fifth batch is released, or the yeah, the fifth batch is actually finished. Just before the town's Oktoberfest, right. so we're we're gonna end up bringing five. Octo- town Oktoberfest is in October, or they do it late September, like Germany. It's it's the last week of September, first week of October that weekend. And you've gone through five fifteen barrel batches. Yeah, so no five thirty barrel barrels. Batches. So so here's the deal too, and I'm sure this is we did 120 barrels of Oktoberfest last year. We I, do 150 this. I year. got a lot this year from not I got customers coming here and going. I can't believe Zigmeister has his Oktoberfest out. It's not even October hmm. yet. And this is in August. And I'm sure you probably heard this yeah. too. But I'm like, dude, if he doesn't put it out now, you're not going to get any. It's going to be like, he, he, you have to start making the product in advance. So it's, it's not necessarily order. myself wanting to say it. it's available. No. It's if I don't start selling it to the stores... If I actually start selling it in September, they look at me and they go, "Sorry, shelves are full." Yeah, there's no. I don't, room I don't for need you. anymore. Right. I'm actually, no I'm you. actually starting to look at fall beer now. Right, like, like late fall beer. You're a little behind the time there. When um, mid October, like after Oktoberfest comes, just mm-hmm. before Halloween, just before Halloween, maybe mid October, they want to start buying winter beer. Right. No, I hear you. I'm like winter beer. This is two months away. If I don't, like, no, 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 no. They want their your winter seasonal. They asked me the when I did my coffee brown. I like, oh, is this your winter seasonal? I said, no, this is our, our late fall seasonal. Right. They go, oh, we're done with fall. I'm only buying winter now. And I'm like, you're you're what? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, so, so, it's our, so it's our winter. It's our winter thing. seasonal. <laughs> sure. We, Call we it whatever have, the f- yeah. you want. We have we have <laughs> eight issues of BYO magazine that come out, eight or nine, depending on the year. And in the issue, if you're not. In the issue, if you're not reading that issue and not up to speed, you've already lost sales because everyone and their brother comes and reads that, comes in and wants to brew for whatever they have yeah. for brewing. So if I get the issue before it comes out. So I don't plan ahead. Like you, if you don't plan ahead, you're not going to get in the store. No. So it's a, it's a game that you have to play. And unfortunately, marketeers push Forward time. That's yeah. ki- it and it kills me. And, it's, and yep. it's every year. It's earlier, earlier and earlier than the next. It's yep. July, July pumpkin beers and right. whatever. Exactly. Well, I've, I've got, like, we're beers. just, this week we're releasing our Schwartz beer, which is our first winter seasonal. Yeah. Like, this is the, the, the first winter seasonal we make each winter. I mean, this is the second winter now, but. Um, 
And we've had people saying, it's like, oh, well, you're making the coffee brown. Is that your winner? It's like, no, this is our late, our late fall. Our Schwartz beer is our winner. Oh, okay, well, I'll take that. Well, it's not, it's not made yet. We're releasing that in January. January? We're taking winter now. It's like, I, I, I hear you. I understand you're saying that. But I'm not making that until next month. Right. And then it's going to lager for six weeks. <laughs> it's, it's a black like, lager. It's almost like a, a newscast wanting to get the story first. Yeah. So they'll do much of anything to get out ahead of the game. So that's interesting, though. So it seems like September, October, November, December. I have to be a is, season is, is and it, a half ahead when is, I brew it. It's, but it's a tough time for you. With it's, it's really, it's Oktoberfest leads into pumpkin beer, leads into fall beer, leads into winter beer or whatever. But when, whatever but then be. then you think about like okay, you know, stouts and stuff like that. It's like yeah. um, once your your winter beer is done, um, between Valentine's Day and oh yeah, you got a um, Valentine release. Well, you no, you, you have Valentine's Day to uh, St. Patrick. Patrick's Day. You're Oatmeal stouts, your Irish stouts, your nitro stouts, they'll sell like crazy. You try to sell a person a stout the day after St. Patrick's Day, they don't want it. Nope. They want spring beer. They want Saisons. They want Hefeweizens. They want, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Pale ales, blonde ales. Oh, that all starts like immediately that, after. That fucking moment. Yep, and it And does. so this year, you know, we're brewing. We, we have our, like I'm releasing, like I said, the... Uh, Black Lager, we're releasing this week. Um, this week, I'm also brewing the Rauk beer, the caramel maple, maple caramel bacon smoked lager. Yeah. So you're making a, a breakfast. Um, well, it's a it's the breakfast in a bottle. Um, yeah, the the smoked lager, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I making that understand. now so that way I can. My arms are uh, have that have that available in in February. So it's because it's still it's like it's our transition. Carl it's just our, gave me some massive head. Yeah, he did. It's our it's our transition beer between fall and spring. What's which, that? What's it? What's your transition beer? The uh, the Rauk beer. Okay. Um, it's a you know nice amber lager smoked with um, maple syrup. What kind and of smoke? Kettle, what's it? What smoke? Uh, beechwood. Beechwood, okay. Uh, it's 50% beechwood smoked malt, um, and we kettle caramelize it and add maple syrup. So it's got a nice bacony flavor, caramel flavor, and then the maple syrup comes in on the finish. Uh, but it's definitely, you know, a nice... That's beautiful. Nice smoked lager, nice sure. German-style yeah. smoked lager. Um, and then that moves through into the Bach. Uh, and the Bach gets released for... End of March, early. It, right now, we have it as releasing right after. Is it a Hellas Bach? No, it's it more, it's more of an Urbach. Urbach. Um, it's uh, it's definitely amber in color. It's mm-hmm. not not light. Um, and uh, we're we're shooting to do that right after St. Patrick's Day, uh, because the Lenten season yeah. is typically your your Bach season. And I know that if I don't get that out before then, if I try to release it like I did last year, you know, April, mid-April, everyone's like, oh, no, box? No, we're done with it. We're not doing yeah. box. It's, Which it's, is it's strange because we don't my we box, want that right now. Because my box happens in, in my fest. In yeah. Moment, so. in, in May. And yeah. it's like, unless I release this in mid or mid to end March, 
people don't want to even buy it in, in April. Well, I see I see the stuff like this starting to cut you off, but I see stuff like Bach beer ending in March for me. Yeah. Which makes sense because a lot of homebrewers... Well, you got to brew it, yeah. A lot of homebrewers don't have the capability to, to ferment cold. So using their cellars mm. or using their you know passageways to the outdoors, yeah. they can actually cellar cold for a period of time. So I start my Bach this week, next week, and the week after I yeah. do... I do what you do. I do a, like a Pilsner first, build it up to a, a Hellas Bach, then go into an Urbach, and then into my Maybach. And that's my season right there yeah. for the Lent. Lent starts pretty soon, too. So, um, Yeah, I've been using a um, Tuesday. a nice German German lager, a little bit more estery German lager yeast. Yep, I'm using S189. I don't um, know if you ever used that, Matt. No, I haven't used that one. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly. This is a, It's a white lab strain. I can't remember the number for is it. Is it the Bach strain? It's not the Bach strain. It's one of their German lager strains, but they recommend it for Bach, but they also recommend it for um, uh, for black lager. So I, I wanted to use that that lager yeast for all of it. I'm using it for the the Schwartz beer. I'm using it for the Rauch beer. I'm using it for the Bach, um, and be able to kind of use them all kind of yeah, through it. Parlay it right through. Uh, but if I want to use do a Pilsner, I got to get a different yeast for it, um, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, that allow me to kind of continue through that, and then once the Bach is done, I'll see if I can pull in a Pilsner yeast through the summer and, and do a Pilsner. Um, and then once we have to do the Oktoberfest, which is going to be end of June, <laughs> I mean, that strain by itself is going to do plenty right then and there, just straight through Oktoberfest. What strain are you using for that? That is the Martin yeast, the uh, White Labs Martin. Um and that's done by. Is there a use as a divine Hestefan? I don't think it's that one. There is a fine. Uh, one Hestefan. But, but that, I don't think that's the. I think their vine Hestefan is the for the Heffy. Yeah. The, um, the and that's mid September that I'm done brewing that. And then I don't brew the, the, the next lager after my Oktoberfest is the black lager. So I kill off that yeast and then start back up with the new one in. The uh, Schwarzbier. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same difference. Um, it's amazing the way. So, if you think about it, and the way you put it into the beer terms, it it moves pretty. The year goes by pretty damn quickly. Well, when when I when I I have to think about it in multiple ways. It's how long the beer is going to last right. because I always want to have a lager on tap. So how is that lager going to last for people to drink? Right. And how is the yeast going to last for me to brew it? So there's differences in like, oh, okay, they have this block that I can brew with this because that's how long it's going to be there. But more than likely that last batch or half of that last batch is going to have a long tail that's going to last up until, like right now we still have a a couple cans of Oktoberfest left that we're still selling. And that's perfect because now we're transitioning from my Oktoberfest lager to the black lager. Mm -hmm. Um, But that Oktoberfest yeast has been dead for... (laughs) However long I've dumped that forever Since ago. September, yeah. Um, and uh, but the the batch itself is rolling over into the next one, so I don't have that gap. And it's it's really difficult sometimes to to mark off how these beers are going to transition into each other, so you don't have too much overlap. Right. Like uh, the double and the Dunkelweizen. A lot of people think those flavors come through very similar, so I didn't necessarily want to have the double Belgian Belgian double on the same time that I have the Dunkelweizen. But I ended up having three more pallets of 50 liters of double when the Dunkelweizen came out this year. 
Uh, people loved the the double, but we made more of it than we did last year, and we didn't get it out until a couple weeks later than we had wanted it to. Uh, and because of that, you know, the scheduling was a little bit off. And now bars are saying, oh, well, you have the Dunkelweiss, and I'd rather take that. The double I've already had on. So now my double is sitting even longer than it would have normally sat because I've already released a beer that technically is cannibalizing sales of another one. So trying to find that, you know, sweet spot to release this different stuff and when to put it on so it doesn't... So there's a similar style that someone who likes one can have in another of a seasonal, but not necessarily um, have too many of a similar style that's on at the same time because one sale is going to kill the sale of the other. Are the bars looking to have one flagship plus one seasonal? It depends on the bar. There's some places that just that all they care about is having easy seasonal. drinking styles on, okay. yeah. and there are other places that all they want is something new. Yeah, right. um, and so you don't have to have sort of the because because you, you you sort of hear this. There's a brewery in I think I want to call it. Uh, it's going to take me all to remember, like Mystery Brewing Company or something like that in North Carolina, and their whole claim to fame was that we they, only brew yeah. seasonals. Yeah, I, I know, I know. It's, it's Mystic. Mystery. Mystic? Mystery? I think it's Mystic Brewing Company in, in Connecticut. No, 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 no. Well, they may do it, too. No, no. there's one in North Carolina. I oh. can't remember, Somewhere around Raleigh. But their whole thing was, we only brew a seasonal in the fall, you know, in the fall, and the, whatever. They don't and want a don't, flagship. They, they always they want a rotating They beer. only have, yeah. they have no flagship, period. Yeah. Their flagships are four flagships, one for each season, right? And they said the bars just can't get their brains around it. No, they can't. Yeah. And there's there's certain places that can get it and other places that can't. And well, it sounds to me like the places that always want something new wouldn't mind the new, the new but the the time. annoying part about that is that a lot of times too, if you don't get your new thing out to them and they they're the places that want something new aren't the places that call you back. So you're the place that you always have to babysit them. You're always calling them up and be like, hey, I've got this they've got uh, do you looking for anything this week? I've got this, 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 and this. Do you have anything new? And it's like, well, yeah, I have this. And it's like, well, is that something special? Or is it just new in your regular repertoire? And then you have to, like, defend yourself over the phone. And it it's stupid sometimes. But I've got other places, like um, Stonewood, for example, over in Byram. And then i got another place up in Sparta. I think I've got five beers on tap at Stonewood Byram and four beers on tap in Stonewood Sparta. They wanted... Uh, four of the year rounds and a seasonal, and then the other places wanted three year rounds and a, and a seasonal, and they can't get enough of it. And they're like, your regular stuff sells great. We love to throw in a specialty seasonal. Um, you know, they we because of all the different variety that we do, they can have on all different styles of beer all the time. So if they want to pull in someone else's, uh, say an IPA for this time, then they kick my IPA off, but they replace it with the other another year round because they know that. Our beer can wrap around the different variety if they want to keep everything on. They're not a place that wants to do eight IPAs and a pale ale. Uh, they want to have a little bit of everything because they're a restaurant and they go with food. And then we have other places that's like, oh, okay, well, I know you made that seasonal last year. Um, do you have any new seasonals you're making? It's like, no, it's, it's a seasonal. I'm not making a certain beer to the season. I'm making a beer that comes out this season. I'm like, oh, well, you know, if other places around me are going to have it, I'd rather have something that's going to be different. Tell me when you have a barrel-aged beer when you have something different come out because I want to be the place that all, all the cool new stuff comes to. And it's like, you know, I might get hype out of places like that because a lot of people will drive to that location to drink the beers that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But it takes up 
you know, it's it's eighty percent of my time to do twenty percent of, <laughs> of my business, as opposed to the places that take twenty percent of my time and do eighty percent of my business. Um, and it's it's it, it it can be a real pain in the ass trying to babysit those people because Stonewood will call them up, be like, hey, it's been a week, what do you need? They'll say, oh yeah, I'm out of this, 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 boom, done. You move on to the next person. Right. Um, you call up these other places. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, what what new do you what what do you have that's new? Um, okay, well you know we have we have this technically since last time you've ordered this would be new this would be new this yeah that doesn't uh, you know what why don't you why don't you stop on by sometime next week and uh, bring me samples of everything you have new and uh, we'll think about it okay thanks bye and then my guy then has my sales guy would have to then go to this place mm-hmm. to a place that they know. The quality of the brewery, yeah. that's not in question. It's They just want to see if that beer is what they feel should go on at that time. And, and I've got to kind of think about it. It's like, you know, is this a place that's going to get me more notoriety in the public? Or is this a place that's going to waste my salesperson's time, even though they have that, that place might have high clout? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's, it's... Have you checked it's, their clout store online? Yeah. <laughs> but it's... It, it can be a real pain in the ass sometimes. Like, I'll be in the office, and then my, my sales guy will be, like, pulling his hair out. And he's like, ah, why? Um, and he's like, I, I'm like, what? He goes, next week i got to spend an hour and a half tasting beers again with this place down the road. Um, I'm like, why? He goes, because they want to see what's new. I mean, you, you call up how many other, you know, bigger breweries, uh, slightly bigger breweries than us, and they'll be like, oh, okay, you have this that's new? Yeah, just send it over to us. Send it over. Yeah, that's pushing around the little guy because the little guy pushing around another little guy. Yeah. Yep. He feels powerful. <sighs> that could be a real pain in the ass. I, I can imagine. Yep, I'm sure it is. But it's business. And what the customer wants, they get. And we will do whatever we can to get the best beer out to everybody. Well, the customer's always right, Matt. <laughs> well. Except when they're not. <laughs> except when they're not. All right, guys, take a break. Warren's looking a little parched. Yes. <laughs> I am parched. Uh, we'll be back. I think we're back. We've been back. Well, I know. But we need to cut out those last few minutes. Yes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with I smoking. I know what is incriminating evidence, and I know what's not. We never said anything illegal. No, we didn't say we smoked weed. We didn't say anything illegal. We never broke the laws of this country. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So, beer... Yeah. Okay. okay. Is, are are my hands the same as Warren's hands? Yes, mm-hmm. they are. Right and left, but you have mirror. We're not mirror. Oh, that's why. We're not mirror, <laughs> mirror, mirror image. Okay. Okay. Right. 
<clears throat> you do have a Fegley's product in each hand. Oh and I can tell one is the darker. I think this one has more darkness. More, t- more, more to it than this one. By the smell. Oh yeah. Right. Right hand, left hand. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I'm almost gagging my. Because uh, you know, you know when you get the sickness, when you drink too much and you can't smell that anymore, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> gets caught in your throat. So, it's like doing too many uh, rum shots, Matt. Oh my God, rum. <laughs> rum makes you really, really hungover too. It's awful. It is awful. It's one of the god awfulest hangovers you can ever have. Yeah, let's, the uh, let's kill it. The flavor. The flavor. It's there's wrong. some. There's something about the one on the right hand. There's a, like an aroma to it that reminds me of meads that I've made. This one? Yes. Very much so. Like uh, almost like. Um... It's got Ooh, a very. It's got some fruit in there, like some. It's got like figs. <clears throat> And it's got like uh, that eleven eighteen, but it does it does have a lot of that mead like aroma. There's definitely spice in there too, but it's it's got like a mead K1V aroma sixteen to it, where I'm not getting at all. From Almost infusal alcohol on the on this one. Like there's honey. That's what it is. Maybe there's there's probably honey in this. Mm. Probably honey in the uh, in, in the, the reserve. reserve. I wonder if it was just barrel aged. Barrel aged, that's it could be oxidization. No, I'm I'm kidding. Definitely got so something different. Taste taste the one without give a lot of muddled flavor. Yeah. Spices are there, but they're definitely blending in. There's not one overpowering the other. There's like a sweetness on the back of of the spice. Left hand or right hand? Left. Left. Left hand. Mm-hmm. Um, that is your regular Matt uh, Rudolph. I'm getting. I'm definitely getting like um, raisin. Yeah. Um, cloves, cinnamon. But it's almost like a all spice, like a very good. It's blend like a of cakey it. breadiness mm-hmm. that's like surrounding all of it. Yep. What's the uh, ABV on this one? Eighty four. Ten and a half. Ten and a half, yeah, I was gonna say that. Jesus. Both in each hand. One is the loneliest <clears throat> number. One is Rudolph. Rudolph's reserve. That you'll ever do. Which is a Belgian ale brewed with spices. Yep. And the other is can be as bad as one. Is the same beer. It's the aged in number. bourbon barrels. Since the number really? One. Yep. Really? Yep. Really? Yeah. There's they're that different. Yeah, they are that different, and one has more alcohol in it than there must be a lot of bourbon left in. Well, I know. I honestly, I I do think that there's a psychological thing. If you get enough bourbon flavor and something, bourbon smell in something, you'll be convinced that you're drinking straight bourbon. No, you can it's have not, it's not even that you're drinking bourbon. It's it it has. It has something else. Yeah, it does. It has honey quali- qualities to it. Belgian style ale brewed with spices, aged in bourbon barrels, or Belgian style ale brewed with spices. Have you tasted these? 
had them each this year. I have not had them side by yeah, side. Try, try these side by side. Try them now. You need this. It's just no good anymore. Yeah. Since you went away. No, you can smell the bourbon. Well, yeah, but it, it comes through it like that one, like, almost like a honeyness like compared to the other. It smells like mead. One smells Either like that mead. or it's like super caramel bourbon. The other one's a little muddled. Yeah, that's a good beer. It is. It's there. Very. You do. You do not get the spices. Yep. You do. You, you don't get the spices in the same way. And the, the bourbon barrel sort of, and the vanillins or whatever that comes out of that oak it, are definitely reigning supreme in the bourbon barrel version. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Yes. They're very different. Just no they good are. anymore since you went away. What? Now I spend my time. He's singing a song. Oh, okay. making rhymes. So, which is better? You know, well, so which do you like don't, better? Don't, I didn't don't say me, no, 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 no. Don't give me this objectiveness right now. Let's let's just talk about what you're. Don't you be subjected to me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put that subjective? Shake it, bait, brother. That shake it, bait. Subjectivity on me. Don't be putting your subjectivity on me, brother. Respect. Shake and break. Shake and break. Shake and break. Now you see me? No, you don't. Now you don't. No, I still see you. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel this all the way down to my plums. Oh no, but he can still feel it in his plums. That's what it tastes like. It does. Plums. Bourbon barrel plums. You breaking shit over there? You you trying to dry cork it? <laughs> you gotta lube it up. Just just lick the cork. Oh, you're gonna hurt the bottle. Yeah, why didn't you fucking put that in the sanitizer solution and lube it up first? Oh oh oh! You gotta go all the way. It's gonna be a pain in the ass to pull it out if you don't go in at least all the way. You've done this before. not his first rodeo. I don't know. I, I don't know either. He looked like he had a lot of trouble. <laughs> it did. It, I think between the two beers, it really depends as to when I'm drinking it and what else I've had that day as to which one I would enjoy drinking more. You have another one you're popping? Jesus. If this if this was the first beer I had all night long, I think I would enjoy it much better. If it was with a meal. See, I w- I'm almost going with it like the regular. Mm-hmm. If I was having that with a meal as a full beer, I would enjoy it. This one, uh, the barrel aged version, I, I just I typically tend to enjoy barrel aged beers more as a End of the evening, nothing else, sitting there, kind of enjoying it by itself sort of thing. By the end of my evening, I would not know what the fuck I'm drinking if I was drinking in an evening. So drinking this at night at the end would be fucking lost. Yeah, but... 
So if I, think, I, I think what Matt is referring to is I'm, I've had a long day at work. I'm going to sit down and relax with a beer. Not I've been drinking six pack right, upon six pack right, upon six right, pack right, of right, beer, and I'm going to end the night with something. I'm not. I'm not saying that I drink six pack <laughs> upon. So six we pack know you don't. I understand. Work. I understand that. But what I'm saying, I, I agree with Matt on this one. But I could pick this one out of the fridge and have it without a meal. Oh no! The this one I need that. something in my stomach to drink with. And. I agree with you on okay, that. So but I'm wh- saying, which, which is this in this? After so you, you're, you're saying after you've had re- dinner, you're regular- done with your day, and you're sitting down by a fireplace. And it's the first beer that you crack. No, this so, is so this for is, me. I could I could enjoy this with like seafood and meat. See, um, I typically at the end of my day, I don't like I'll have a beer with dinner, but I'm also probably going to have an eight ounce beer at the end of my day, not having any food, just kind of sitting back and relaxing afterwards, just not doing anything. So that's when I'm going to enjoy the barrel age. So for for our age group, for me, I'm going to sit down with my wife and have a meal and share this beer with her over my dinner okay. and talk about it. So and when you're done with your beer and sharing with her and you need to get away from her and you sit outside for a few hours. I won't have to get away from her <laughs> uh, because my kids are going to drive me up a wall. <laughs> and then an hour later, I'm in bed sleeping, so I'm not going to go outside to a fire because I don't have time. You don't yell at them to go start you a fire, and then they run away going, Daddy, of course, don't beat me. No, no. <laughs> I yell at them to go start a fire, and then my house burns down. <laughs> Damn it, get you to start a fucking fire! And then I get called into Dyfus. And... Oh, Jesus. You too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so I understand what Matt's saying. I could definitely enjoy this uh, alongside of a fire um, after a couple of, you know, Is one social a good free ski beer and one a good meal beer? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's all all subjective. I think it's all when you want to drink them. Now, to me, this one I could drink a whole thing of. I could drink the, the whole, whole bottle. Anytime I could drink any time. Matt, exhibit, exhibit A when Matt says Matt, this one. That's the Rudolph. That's the regular Rudolph. Rudolph. Yep. Yes, this one. I could drink Just that. accept this one. And then there's this one. There's yep. this one. And this one. So and everybody understands what I'm talking about when I say this one as compared this, to this yeah, one. So if I were getting this one, and I come into a party and get this one, and someone hands me this one, I could probably drink that one. He's talking about regular Rudolph. Yes. If someone hand me this one. <laughs> he's not talking. And, and he's I talking about this one. Barrel Rudolph. Exactly. See? You can tell the difference. Yeah. They can tell it too, Carl. You don't have to say it. <laughs> Snort. Uh, no, the, so <laughs> now Matt and Warren are root, getting into silly hour. The root, no, you made us there. <laughs> yes, you did this to me. <laughs> I just want to be you, like you. You say you serve me ten and eleven percent beer by the bottle, bastard. No, this is uh, they're hey, both pizza very too. Good. God damn it, they're both should really be happening good. to me. <laughs> they're both really good. So, so for me to okay, so I'm jumping ahead. Yep. Out of the two samples that we've had. I'd prefer the Fegley's. The Fegley's. I, I personally wholeheartedly agree, uh, just based on the fact that Megan and I every year Although make, that, make, make, a, make a pilgrimage to Fegley's just to get the Rudolph. That Mad Elf with the cherry juice is um, different. Yeah, it's different. Phenomenal. <laughs> it's different. Phenomenal. <laughs> One guy means it's, it's shitty. The other guy means it's phenomenal. I don't. I don't mean it's shitty. It's different. It's different. So it's what we talked yeah. about the other night. It's something that you know you don't get you don't often. Expect, yeah, you don't expect it, and you don't expect. So, um. so in a whole, 
one to ten scale, completely irrelevant of other beers than the four that we've had. Yes. I know what you're putting down. I'm picking it up. I would give the... Five! What? <clears throat> the regular Mad Elf. Regular Mad Elf from Trogues. Regular Mad Elf from Trogues, probably a five. In terms of... Stewart? Tell him what in the said. winter. In the winter. I don't want to say. I want to say. In the winter. In the winter, <laughs> I could or could not. Wouldn't make a difference to me. Picking up a bottle of that and drinking it. Mad Elf. The Mad. The, the regular Tro- Mad Elf. Trogues Mad Elf, which is impossible to find. It sells out immediately. It's very very difficult. Regular Mad Elf. Regular yeah. Mad Elf. As much as they make, they sell it. The. Um. Grand both Crew. both of these guys. Okay, both Fegleys. Fegleys, there you go. Um, you don't have to explain it. They, they know what you're talking about. I knew who <laughs> these guys were. Um, I'd probably do a... Tell what we say, Matt. Eight to the regular, nine to the barrel-aged. And then... Matt Elf, Grand Crew. Grand Crew, I'd probably we, put as the ten. Really? But wow. they're... Wow. It's like close enough... Between the three of these, the regular Fegleys, the barrel-aged Fegleys, and the Grand Crew Mad Elf, as opposed to the regular Mad Elf. Mm -hmm. I feel like the regular Mad Elf is a little less so than the others. The other three. These these three, the two Fegleys and the Grand Crew Mad Elf, I feel are better than regular Mad Elf. As far as drinkability for me, the... Fegley's Rudolph mm-hmm. is probably the highestly drinkable. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely very, very drinkable yeah. beer. They serve it in a like a goblet, like a really th- heavy goblet type glass. I don't know what you call that. It's much glass. more drinkable than uh, Mad Elf, right. and I feel like it's just it goes down smooth. For some reason, the the, the flavor of it is use. nice and caramel. Yep. Little sweetness to it. Very easy to drink. Those those spices that they use. Really blend well together. There's not one that's outstanding. Like cinnamon is not outstanding versus the, the clove or the, the allspice or yeah, whatever they put whatever in there. They put in there. Yeah. Um, and it the caramel comes through right off the bat. That sweetness goes down, and then you get the spices, which cover a little bit of the caramel, but then it's just it's just easy drinking 11% beer. There's no alcohol bite whatsoever. Yeah. The grand crew, so to speak, of the Rudolph, yeah, the, um, the barrel, barrel age, the bourbon. Yeah. Yep, is exactly what it is. it's bourbon barrel. So if you're not prepared for it, you're getting a mouthful of bourbon barrel. But it it adds a complexity to the other. It takes a little bit of drinkability away, and but it, takes it adds those spices away too. I'm it not adds the com- this anymore. complexity to it that I just enjoy just right. holding in my mouth and just kind of pulling all the different flavors away from it. Trying to you like the whole piece in your mouth, don't you? all day long. Just piece away all the different flavors of this beer, and just sip it, and enjoy it in the in the evenings. But I think that. Do you want a side by side by side with the Grand Crew? Want a side by side? Yeah, by I, side? I'd like a side by side to hold it in uh, mouth. with with the Grand. No, I see what you're saying with the with the complexity. There is a definitely brings it to a different level, and it's not. Um, even though the alcohol is the same, it's just not as highly drinkable as. 
which no, it's not. Which doesn't take away from the no, beer at all. No, no, it it's doesn't. Just, I'm just, it's just a different situation. If, you, if you're searching for drinkability, definitely Fegley's. The yeah, regular base Rudolph yeah. Fegley's is you know, drinkable. And that's not to shake a stick at the Mad Elf. The Mad Elf isn't no. bad. The regular Mad Elf is but not a is, bad beer. This is something This is different. a super drinkable yes, 10 well, and a half fucking percent beer. Well-made beer, right? <laughs> no, no, you're right. I've had more difficulty drinking some 6% beers. Me too. And this is a fucking 10 and a half percenter that you can just down. Ugh. This reminds me of your barrel-aged stuff, Matt. Does it? It really does. I mean, you have that complexity of that bourbon coming through with the vanillins. Well, he's got two two cups in his hand there, Mister 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 Cup Hands. Ah, oh, really? Yeah. There's no way. You got to use your fingers. Even that. Um, you got to yeah, w- wiggle it. Pull it out the no, it's coming. Everybody here in the twist? Everybody here in the twist? Come on, bro. There you go. Oh, yeah. I knew Warren, Warren Big If there's one person that could do it. It's Matt. Mr. Big Hands over there. Mr. Big Hands. Um, yeah, you got, you got that uh, first quad that you made? Yeah. You got that quality of that bourbon in that quad mm-hmm. with this. Very much so. Um, your quad is a little bit um, more robust in flavor than this. Well, the, the quad tool also has more wine, and it has the cherries in it, the too, so you have the... Right. So you've got a, a mix between the, the grape flavor, the red wine, the red wine tannic, and then you have the, the sweet and sour cherries, the and then you cherries. have the... the No marsh... What did I say? <laughs> it, there's no smoke fucking malt in it, Warren. <laughs> there's no maraschino cherries! <laughs> Okay. Hold on. So I, I'm I'm drinking this one now, which is the Matt, no. the regular old Rudolph. We all we I drank. All the, I drank the regular old Rudolph. Now I'm drinking this other one, which is the now you're drinking that one. Rudolph. And now I'm going to drink this. Now I'm confused. What was he drinking first? The other one. And now I'm drinking this. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> he drank, he drank, drank a sip one. of Rudolph first, then Rudolph bourbon barrel, then I'm done fruit. with that one. Now I'm drink, I drank this, and now I drank that. Yeah. What's that? Grand this crew. one. That's Grand the Grand Crew? Yeah. Crew. And so then, that's the Mad Elf Grand Crew, and you're yeah. drinking Rudolph Grand Crew. Both. Yeah. <laughs> so we... We getting a we getting a winner here. <sighs> Contemplation. This is like watching golf. Matt is tasting the beer. He's contemplating. Matt is grasping his glass with such ease, bringing it to his lips. He's doing retro nasal. Inspection of the beer. Uh, this is great radio. Just watching <laughs> you, Matt, make a goddamn decision. 
<laughs> great radio watching. <laughs> yeah, you got people. You got great people narrating. There we you got go. people narrating in the background of what I'm <laughs> not that television. Great radio watching. <laughs> We're watching the radio. So honestly, the biggest difference between them, the barrel really bourbon. comes through. The the barrel comes through much more on Fegley's. Well, there is no barrel on the other. That's why. It's just well, cherry. No, juice. but because the barrel because. That- I would hope that the barrel no, of course, comes through. It comes so much more in the No, but because the, bar, the the barrel flavor that comes through with the Fegley's is much caramel sweetness. Much. The other one you have Grand tart Group. cherry. Yes. So it's it's although you don't between the between the two Fegley's you don't get the um Marciano cherries. No, not Marciano cherries. No, the uh, (laughs) you don't get the spiciness as much in the barrel aged version. The spices do come through stronger in the barrel aged version than they do in the Grand Cru. Grand Cru. Mm -hmm. The biggest flavor in the Grand Cru is a little bit of the Belgian yeast, and then Mm -hmm. it's the tartness of the cherries. Mm -hmm. This one still has that spice hit to it, although less than the regular. Fegley's, and then that sweet caramel vanillin flavor from the bourbon and the and, and the bourbon barrel. Caramel or caramel? Ca- ca- car- caramel. Carafone. Carramel. 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 The Carrera Red. Carafa. Carafa Red. Carafa Red. Carafa Mel. So, is there is there is there is there a nine and a ten here? Who reigns supreme today? Does Trogues take home the title? Or does this scrappy young upstart, Fegley's, win scrappy, the blue ribbon? Scrappy. <laughs> scrappy or an upstart. Or an upstart. <laughs> young. I don't know, small. I don't know. Whatever. Not small either. Yeah, I think Fegley's they're both pretty big. Uh, Trogues is a lot bigger, I think. The Trogues is bigger, yeah. yeah Much. Trogues is. Um, but it's not David and Goliath. It's more like... At the, at, you know, if I if I had to decide right now, mm-hmm. and you're forcing me to decide right now, I'd pick Fegley's. I think you'd Trump. be right. It's more like David and Martin, <laughs> not David and Goliath. So I'm feeling the that sweeter flavor at the moment, enjoying that a little bit more than the other. Although the the cherry flavor from Trogues is not one to shake a stick at. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, Both worth getting when they come out with a release next no, year. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. No, yeah. All four yeah. are worth getting oh, yeah. when they come out. How how would you rate them, Warren? You really want to know? I want to know. All four of them. Where do they, within a scale of one to ten, based solely off of these four, not other beers in the world, how would you rate them? Well, first of all, it's hard to rate a beer. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> no, that's it. No, that's cool. Um <laughs> The least one, the, the, so I'm not rating them. I'm just going to put them okay. in water, whatever. Yep. The least, the, the one that I least liked the most tonight, uh, which doesn't mean much because I would probably drink that if it was put in front of my face, was the Trogues um, Mad Elf. Okay. Well made. Well, well made, and I'll, like I said, I won't turn it down. Well made and highly drinkable. Uh, Matt, you want that? Let Matt drink that. Is that the is that two glasses Just, literally of Mad Elf? Yes. Then why'd you give one or two of them? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. 
So, I mean, I'll drink this one glass of Mad Elf, and I'll, I'll be happy with it. And I'll be happy for the night. If I had a four-pack of Mad Elf and I drank it for the night, I'd be a happy camper. But out of the four that we had tonight, that would be probably my least. If I had the foresight to understand what I was, what I was about to okay. taste. Yep. Right? Um, the second one I wouldn't is the cherries. Although it's a well-made beer, and I know it's highly alcoholic, that tartness of the cherry, um, and it's really well made. It's 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 drinkable. It's it's just not my style. It's just not my mm-hmm. thing. Um, but again, you put another seven fifty in front of me, and I'll finish that bottle. That's not a problem. These were all finishable beers, and I would go back for a second, no doubt. It's very hard to to put in order what you want to eat or what you want to drink as yeah. far as these good beers. Um, but um, with that beer, I mean, it's not as clean as a regular barrel-aged beer. So my next one that I would put down would be the barrel-aged beer. I love barrel-aged beers. I love the complexity that comes through with them, and I love the diversity that each brewer has available to him or her when they brew them because they're just – it's a different atmosphere. It's a different temperature range. It's a different place in, in time when they're making them. And they all come out with their own little tailored difference. And it's very fascinating to see. So that is number three. But the highly, the most drinkable one that I think tonight is the Fegley's Rudolph, the plain Rudolph. With the spices that they use Mm -hmm. and the way that they make it, it's just, to me, it doesn't taste like a spiced beer. It just, it's one of those things we talked about earlier in our show where, you know, you kind of get jaded with spiced beer if they're not made right. This is made right on the fucking money with the way that they put their spices in. There's not overpowering with any one spice, and yet that caramelization that you talk about, that you do in your beer with your uh, uh, scotch ale, mm-hmm. that caramelization comes through in this. Yeah, It reminds me of your scotch ale, and I, it just with spice. And I think, it's, I think it's a home run, and that's the beer that I would probably tend to lean towards. That's the one that's going to sit in my yeah, memory cool. more so than any other ones. But um, no, I feel like o- overall, you know, beer is, as we all know, it's an art and a science. And yes, you can do a lot of wrong things with beer. <laughs> sure can. And it can be straight up. Everybody will sit around <laughs> in a circle and point at you and be like, "You did that wrong." But when you make a good beer, at that point, you know, it, it's it's like food. It's like art. Um, someone may like it and someone may not. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that that person likes it that way. Yep. And another person doesn't. And, you know, that's why, you know, I gave my opinion and I wanted to hear yours too because everyone's got a different way of looking at stuff. And I don't want one person to think one person's way of thinking is the absolute, you know? It's, it's not. No, it's absolutely not. And, you know, that's what makes beer the best because I'm sure you've experienced it when you're homebrewing. I know we both have experienced it together where we'll sit there and dissect a beer that either you have made or that I have made or that we've made together, and we look at it and go, you know what? This isn't really what we turned it out to what we no. wanted it turn out to be. This is, you know, and we try to tr- try to tweak it, and that's what brings us together as, as people in, in this 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 world of shit that we live in. This is the <laughs> one item that lasts forever through humanity that we all can get along. And this with. total cesspool of shit that we live in, where we all fucking hate one another. At no, least we, we don't still hate have another. beer. 
You know, we, the one we, golden light. In we the have distance. one fucking communicative thing in common, and that is beer. Right? No. That's yeah, not true. I think you should drink to that. Cheers. Oh, me and Warren at least drink to that. You could drink to it too. You know beer. Um, no, it. You know, it's 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 the. But that's what makes beer beer. I mean, we have the ability to sit there and really know what we're talking about and get into the flavor profile of what beer is beer. And most people who get into that hobby start to get into that and share those ideas with one another, even if it's something that you're not supposed to. No, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's that, that community sort of thing. It's like you and me, we know that. Other people within the beer community know it, and the people that are listening to us, they know it. And yeah. they can break it down and understand what we're talking about and move, move it forward and, and you know... Nowadays, the beer community is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and which is a good more thing. people are understanding what we're talking about, and they and people then, you know, I, it's that whole food, uh, slow food movement, art art community stuff like that. You know that that whole sort of craft food yep. environment can kind of understand where we're all coming at. It, the now DIY. It's just it's it's an overall understanding of what people are trying to say in terms of. A feeling behind something and a science behind something melded together. It's um, and even if you don't like beer, if you don't like whatever, if you're part of that sort of idealism, you can know what we're talking about. Absolutely, beer is so good. It just um, people come into my building and go, "Who do you like better, Jersey Girl, Zigmeister, or Mansker?" And you slap them. I do. I Damn honestly right, slap them like... I, says, I do when says, they walk into my place. I don't place. know about those three, but that Zigmeister guy, he makes shit. <laughs> no, no, no. So I tell them that there is not one thing that I could tell you I like over the other. They all make fantastic beer, and it's a, a, it's a subjective thing. The experience is unbelievable. You have to go visit them all in order to get... What you like, and I said highly suggest that you go visit every single one of them. Yeah, and you know, uh, have a good time because this is probably the only place in New Jersey where you can go in one square mile and visit three plus me different places to, yeah. to experience beer. I tell people all the time they come over, they're like, "Oh man, you know, we love coming to your place more than the other people." And I said, "You know what? Everybody's got different styles of beer." I said, "You know, I don't make English style beers. Joe's got those over there. The stuff that." The Jersey Girl makes up the street. They're completely different than what I, what I do. Their whole the, everybody's different feel of what they it's do and what they put feel. together is different. Everybody puts a little bit of themselves into it, into these beers. Please don't put any of yourself in your beer. Please put everything. I put all of beer. myself into my beer. Please don't. Every little the beer. Every, all the worst of it that you're thinking about. Everything. It's, it's all in there. It's got to be in. It's in there. You don't know what I do at five thirty. Uh, it's Saccharomyces like, does not come from. <laughs> Saccharomyces does not come from White Labs. It comes from Mat Labs. <laughs> but it's Mat Lab was what we used in college for doing electrical circuit analysis. Oh, but it's uh, you know we we all have a different idea of what we want to do it's and so what true. we feel that the people that love our beer like. And there are people that love Jersey Girl. There are people that love Mansco. There are people that love what I do. There are people that come over here and brew with you all the time because of and then there what are people you like can me do. Who just love nothing but Budweiser. Yeah, but, and, but and, here's the thing: like everyone that I've talked to. They love Hackettstown because of the beer scene. Yeah. They love Matt. They love Zigmeister Brewing. They love going into Joe's and trying Joe's flavors beers. And they love going up to Jersey Girl and trying their stuff. They love coming to this area because 
the three breweries that are in town have now put in their own little twist on what they like to brew and what they desire to brew and what they want their public to drink. Yeah. And the public is drinking. And that's great. It is. It is just one hell we've of a seen thing. In, we've seen in recent articles on how it's helped the town out. Oh, my God. How it's brought so much more business into the town. That's new, too. Let's, let's talk about that for a, a split second. The town is now at net zero. Yeah, it is debt-free. It is debt-free. Is that the first time in how long? Um, like 60 years. Yeah. Meaning on the, I'm sorry, so that means that the town is collecting enough taxes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've collected enough taxes. They've brought enough business into the town that they have collected enough that they are debt-free. They can now move forward if they'd like to. Expand. And pull loans from wherever because they have no, no debt. debt to their name. Yep. And they do can... expansions onto roads, onto other businesses, facelifts onto whatever they want for their town. Destroy the houses that are no longer a livable place mm-hmm. that are on Main blighted, Street. Yeah, blighted. And put yeah. in more. And move a bunch of other them. things so forward. They can knock down that church. And they've yeah. attributed this to. You know, no, not the church is falling apart. There's a yeah, I know. there's a barber shop that was up. Oh, that was it's horrible. It's in that, that right by the, the, the yep. far parking lot. Yep, and right near the far parking lot. So let the town destroy that. Let it put up a new building. Now it has room to do that. Has room to put in a new warehouse for. But they, it's it's great that the town has these way. options right. to pull from. It's like, how do we want to move forward? And they right. have the bid to, you know, listen in with and and other things to go like that and, and to. Pick the right way to move forward best for the people in town, the businesses in town, and the overall feel of where the town wants right. to move. Um, it's exciting times to be part of and to, to see it go from where it was when I started to now where it's at to having these two, three breweries come yeah. into town. It's just it's an amazing feat. And the, fo- the food movement in town, the, the, food the restaurants. that's been going on. The restaurants that have, that have moved in. I think we're at like 40-something restaurants right wow. now in town. Oh, yeah. What, including like little bakeries and yes. things like that? Oh, yeah, every, yeah. every all Deli's food establishments bakery, yeah. in town. I think it's like forty something in Hackettstown. And then, you know, since the the breweries are moving, they said you know between the restaurants and the breweries and the other shops that have that have come through all around that same like the last five years, they said it has pulled so many people <laughs> into See, town, <clears throat> into town, and brought people back to to revitalize a walking district in Hackettstown that has fallen apart, that I'm, I'm excited for what's going to come in the next five you. years. I don't know about you, but I see, even in the coldest of cold days, people walking up and down the streets oh, yeah. Yeah. that I've never seen when I first started this. About, about almost exactly 15 years ago, Megan and I were looking to move back into this area. We had, were in Connecticut at the time, and uh, we, we saw a bunch of houses in Warren County, and, and there was one in Mansfield. Uh, that we were looking at, that one fell through on us. But we came through Hackettstown at the time, basically right down Main Street. This is 15 years ago. And we were kind of like, man, this street has so much fucking potential, but it's so sad right now. Yeah. And it's just like, this could be such a cool downtown, but it's so sad. And I remember we had that conversation uh, as we were driving through. And here it is 15 years later, and it still has, you know, onward and upward, but it's, (laughs) Freaking head and shoulders above where it was. Yeah. When, I, when I was a child, when yeah. I was a kid, when I was, let's say, 10, 11, 12 years old, enough to travel on a bike to come to downtown, there were places here in town, like the movie theater. Mm. There was uh, candy shops like we have now. There was card stores and sports stores and 
um, the crepery stores and ice cream stores, and then you can go into these stores as a, as a child. That's what it was like going up and down the street. You get two dollars fifty cents to your name, you can have a day and a half on Main Street, and that went away relatively quickly. I think uh, somewhere in the mid early to mid nineties, it just like was gone. Yep. And yeah, I'd love this town. This town is the town I grew up in. Is a town that I love. Uh, it's Main Street USA. It's hometown USA. It's your epitome of the towns uh, that you know are depicted on movies like uh, Funny Farm, where you know they have the cowlers come out and all that other jazz. It's it's that potential, and we have seen the resurgence of it here because of the the places like Zigmeister Brewing Company and. Mansker Brewing Company, Homebrew University. Exactly, you know. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't know, if someone walks into this building and they say they've been here for 30 years and you don't know that person, they can name one person and you'd be like, yeah, I know that person. And so it's, it's everyone knows everybody yeah. in this town. You, you go to Zigmeister's on a Friday night and you come here on like a Sunday and you say, yeah, I was over at Zig's. Oh, yeah, what, what was going on? And, they tell you a story, and you're like, yeah, I heard that through so-and-so who was down the street. But at the same time, one of, one of my favorite things, and I hear it every week, and it's always a different person, and it's a, it's a Hackettstown regular that always says it to me. Always a different regular, but there's at least one each week, is I come in here, and one, I feel like I'm not in Hackettstown anymore. And to me, that means that I'm moving the town forward. Something that's happening within right. the brewery is allowing me to move this town forward and make it something different than it is and at least pushing it to what it can be. And the other thing they always say is, I always look around here, and there are so many people that I have never seen. Like, I'm in here all the time. There's so many people that I've never seen before. Right. And we're pulling in people from other towns, from other towns. Yeah. into Hackettstown and making them know Hackettstown. Yep. And really bringing back this downtown area, showing people what Hackettstown can pull together. And I feel like they're coming to me. They're coming to Joe. They're coming to Jersey Girl. They're going to James on Main. They're going to B. McDonald's. They're, go- they're going to all of these other business. They're going to the candy shop. They're going to all these different places that are opening up new in Hackettstown. And we still have a lot of open shops. They're going to get filled with great, with great new places in the next five years. And I feel like Hackettstown is going to become something, not that it never has been before, but something that it it always needed to be again. Right, and it it's it's a it's it's a revitalization of the town, and and it's it's on that it's on that upward upward and it is on that onward sure, and it's a model where every other town's going. What are they doing right? What are they doing that's different than what we're doing? What are they doing right? And you know, it's funny thing is, majority of people that come to brew here. They're either from Bergen County, New York City, or Jersey City. That's crazy. And don't get me wrong, I get my normals from yeah. like, from Sussex County, and but majority of people that live in Warren County are already home brewers, yeah. so they're coming here and buying ingredients. But I get people from Bergen, New York City, Philadelphia, and um, Jersey City. They come here from Philly to yep, brew. To wow, brew. that's great. Yep. Good for you. So I get them from all 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 sorts of areas. And it's not because they're coming here to brew because of Homer University. It may be. But after they're done brewing here, I'm like, you have to check out these breweries that are in town. You have to, since you're mm. here. You might as well just stay a little bit longer and check out the breweries that are in town. And then the next thing you know, 
we get, you know, same with you. You get people from Bergen County, like, yeah. you have to check out the other things that aren't down. And just it just couples with it just goes and goes and goes. You're probably going to get a call from someone that was, that's was that been messaging us for about two weeks. They've been looking for a place to hold a party for about 50 people. Um, I think it's a person's 30th or something like that. I think that's the, the birthday party, not the cool. wedding. Um, and... Uh, They've been talking to us like, oh, we'd love, we, uh, we heard about your place. We heard your beer's great. This, that. We'd love to hold a party area. Um, but we'd like a, um, a separate kind of private room to the whole place. We're like, well, we don't have that. We have a back little area like an to it. and a donkey. Yeah, and they're like, a whole little private room sort of little thing. And I'm like, we really don't have that, although it can hold about 40 people. So they're like, oh, well, that, that should be able to do it. They're like, we were really hoping to brew, too. And you, you could do that, right? I'm like, no. no, I'm a production brewery. It's like, you can come and drink the beer that we've made. Like, oh, we we're really hoping to brew too. And we gave them your information. This was only, I think, either earlier today or it was late yesterday. Um, so they're probably going to contact you pretty soon. But we've been hearing from them like about a, a message a week. And, uh, uh, but they were asking about, you know, they wanted to brew. Uh, bring, uh, they wanted a place mainly that they could bring in food and kind of all congregate together in a space that they could have a great time away from other people while still being able to enjoy the atmosphere and also brew their own beer. So we're like, well, you know, we don't really do the whole brew your own beer sort of thing, although we have great beer that we can offer you in a, a separate a, a section we can section off, but you're not separate in the slightest from other people. Um, but if you're really looking to brew your own beer, we do happen to have a place right down the road that you can well, go you to. You should ask. Yeah. It's, it's cool because <laughs> if, if they do decide to come here and do their brewing, hmm. I'm going to be like... He, as soon as you're done, go down to Zigmeister and check them yeah. out, man. And like you could pull the food over here. You could do the brewing over <laughs> yep. here while you're waiting for different pieces. Just walk around. Go to Joe's. Go to my place. Go, you know, pull in food from a few different areas if you want to try different stuff. And, and it's funny because I hear that, you know, not every place is like this town. Not every brewery is yeah. like this. There's a lot of places that have breweries close by that hate one another. I know. And it's like they could make so much more if they got along. I was, I was talking with uh, – I'm not going to name – brewery names but there's places that are like just down the road from each other not literally but like very very close close. and um you know i was talking to one of them and they were like oh yeah you know we're running out of space and we're looking maybe for a second facility but really all we need is extra storage this and that and i said well you're pretty darn close to these other people i was like yeah and i'm like I heard that they're looking for extra space for dry... St- it's like, it's not liquor storage, it's just dry storage, and they just need space to hold this other stuff so that they can keep using their own facility. I said, I want to talk to them about just renting another two, 3,000 square foot facility that you can split the rent of that's not too far from you and just hold kegs and hold random other empty barrels before you're going to use them again or something like that. I'm like, I never really thought about talking to those guys. It's like you're. It's like you fucking kidding me. It's like just talk yeah, with it's them. Amazing. See it's about amazing. getting extra little storage space or whatnot. I mean, what? One of the biggest things that me and my me and my dad are looking at for this year for 2018, in addition to extra space for the brewery to expand into, is how we can. You know, penny pinch in a way. You know, save little costs here and there and make our dollar go a little bit further. Um, and we're looking into a lot of little things that we've been doing. That we can really cut back on the brick uh, in, the toilet, in, in 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 spending that we that we've gone a little bit too excessive on, 
So you're gonna shut off water in the bathrooms. We're gonna shut off water in the bathrooms. No, the we're going to um, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a twenty minute toll for people sitting down. No, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, Collect your farts so you have methane. Well, we're, we're, one we're, one of the things, if a glass isn't all that dirty, yeah. it's not going through the water. You're you're gonna reuse it again. We're we're not even gonna rinse it. Okay. No, no, we're definitely not gonna do that. That that's that's top quality stuff. We're not Recycle taking that. the pee water. Um, but one one of the things that we've been we've been mentioning is creating this like alliance with other breweries and buying raw ingredients together. Oh yeah. And saying it's like, hey, although we're not getting them at the same time, we are going to guarantee you that us ten breweries will all buy from you. And you will see this much money come through for that. And it's the one thing that New Jersey has been reluctant on doing since I got into the beer industry in New Jersey. And we've talked about it. I've heard it mentioned. I've brought it up at beer uh, Brewers Guild meetings and stuff like that. And it's always been poo-pooed and thrown no, to the I, side. I, no, I, I only buy German. No, it's not. No, it's not even <laughs> that. It's, no, it's, not. It's, it's, it's they don't with, like, tell you. It's, it's like... Um, Fuck him! I'm not going to go in with him. I don't no, like it's him. not. It's not even. It's, oh, they don't want to tell you what kind of. It's, I don't want you to know yeah, right. what I'm making my beer with, and I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. All I want is we all have base grain, and there is a distributor who has like four different base grains. I don't want to know. I don't care what you're ordering. Do you order from BSG? Yeah. I order from them too. I don't want to know what you order. We are going to say that we both order from BSG, and now we are two breweries that order from BSG, and we're going to make an agreement. And I'm going to pull other people that are going to do that same thing, whether it's but, North but Country if or BSG or LD or whoever. To, you're going to have to. What you need to do is, yeah, you need to say the New Jersey breweries are happy to provide you hundred thousand sacks yes. of uh, of business a year, exactly among them, and we're going to pick one of these distrib- one of you distributors, whoever has the best price, exactly. Yeah. But the the whole thing was like when I started when I was working at Kane. And we mentioned, it's like, hey, why don't we create one area that we rent to the side that we all order together and stuff gets delivered over to that. And they were like, oh, what? and the biggest issue wasn't even the fact that it was getting distributed to one area that people had to drive to and then pick up their stuff and do whatever. It was the, I don't want to tell you what's going into my beer because then you're going to steal my recipe. And it's like, if you think for one second that you're going to tell me Two months worth of grain orders. And I'm going to be able to divide that into 18 different beers, exactly how you're going to make them, recipe-wise, and then brew them the same, however you're going to brew it. Fuck that. If you think that you have time to even fucking consider doing that. You don't know shit about beer, and you're a fucking moron. Why would you invest so much time into fucking seeking other people's beer out when you have your own to fucking worry about? Exactly. But these people are sitting there, all they care about is, oh, there's more and more breweries now in New Jersey, and all they want to do is steal my customers, and they want to steal my beer, because it's better than theirs. And all they're going to care about is these... I'm like, There are breweries out there that list their malts on the side of their fucking bottle. You know why they do that? Because they know that it doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't make a difference. Dude, you could give me your recipe tomorrow, and I can make it here. It'd be totally fucking different than what you make. It would. It'd be totally different. Absolutely it would. That's why I've told you I have no problem right. if you wanted to sell Zigmeister beer kits. I do. 
I do. And I said, I'll give you the recipes out for them. We'll break them down into five-gallon batches, and we'll sell them out. I do. And do whatever, because people are interested. I want to advertise in your yeah. place for them, and I want to do that with Joe, and I want yeah. to do that with Jersey Girl. I'm going to be like, you want to brew this? Brew this at home. Get your kid at home university. I want that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, no I, said, I have no, no issue will. doing um, it. Chuck won't go for it. Chuck but, will. Chuck will. The thing is, is that, you know, you, you're going to get people who are going to make the beer, and they're going to come to you. And they're gonna drink the beer, and they're gonna be like, "What's wrong with my beer? How come it didn't come out that way?" And I can tell them because it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different, and it's all about how you brew. Right. If you feel that the way you brew has no issues in the brewing process, then that's your own brewing flair. Did you take water out of Matt's toilet like he does when he <laughs> brews? Yeah. You don't know that. Did you pee in the bash tun like while Matt it was does? heating up? Did you take a nice long sauna? You take a nice <laughs> and put yourself into the tub. mirror like Matt puts himself yeah. into the mirror. As Did we're you heating open up, a Sunday newspaper and sit on the edge and take a shit. <laughs> I don't do that. No, he doesn't do that I know anymore. I only no, made one no. brown ale. <laughs> do you make your brown ale this way? <laughs> All right, we're cutting that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of disgusting. Um, All right, pause. All right, no. Okay, we're back. Okay. <laughs> so. um... Beer is subjective. Beer is good for economy. Beer is good for friendship. Beer is good for United States uh, Declaration of Independence. I could go on and on and on about how good beer is. Beer is good for building pyramids. There's only one thing beer is bad for. Hangovers? The devil. Yeah. It's bad for the devil. It is bad for the devil. So drink beer because it hurts the devil. And God is good. And just a little... (laughs) Did you know that... (laughs) Wait. I'm very confused. <laughs> All right, so how did this end up? How did we end up here? Well, the term for fermentation means devil. Is God, God is, is good. good. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was before they knew like microbes. God. You nice. took your God is good stick yep. and you stuck it into your wart, and you made your you made your beer God is good. Yep. You st- yep. All right. You stuck your your yeasty beard into the wart. Exactly. No, yeah. it was a stick that you stuck into every beer. It was a yep. ring. Yeah. Ring or a stick that would float the ring yep. in. Right. So and it was called in. the goddess good. And if you did everything right, God would grant you with fermentation. Yep. Or the or cells not. in the little wood would go. And then if you thing. didn't, yeah. if, <laughs> if it didn't ferment, <laughs> then you were hung. Then you were burned a at witch. the stake. Yep. Uh, You're a witch. You didn't make good beer, you motherfucker. No, said, really, they, they the really yeast just didn't want no, to. No, they didn't say motherfucker back Not then. Not as much back then. No, they said uh, very small rocks doesn't float. What, what else floats? Very small rocks. <laughs> right, boys. Wood. A duck! <laughs> Burn her! <laughs> <laughs> she turned me into a newt. <laughs> a a newt? A you don't look like a newt. I got, I got better. Got better. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's bring out our dead... Bring out your dead. My I'm father smells like elderberries. <laughs> Bring out your dead. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I'm feeling better. Shut the fuck up. Of course you're dead. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. You will be. <laughs> I think I'll have a walk. <laughs> I'm actually feeling quite better. <laughs> All right. We are the knights who say, Ni. We can go a whole fucking day on yep. this. Well, thus ends our section on bad quoting of Monty Python. <laughs> and this ends the podcast, unfortunately. 
Oh, yeah, that's how I feel. Good. I feel. I feel. No, I feel that we need more these, these winter warmer style beers make for really interesting <laughs> podcasts. What time is it? It's four o'clock in the, the morning. morning. Holy shit! All right, all right, guys. Say good night, boys. Well, this night, has been real. Boys. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and may your New Year be blessed with many, many good brews. Amen. Good night. Talking. I'm talking to the microphone. I'm eating pizza. I'm eating pizza on the microphone. Off to Cincy tomorrow? What happened? Did you reschedule because of the podcast? No, I just, no, I just said that some shit fell apart at work, which is why I'm not going to Cincinnati. Yeah. The right answer is yes, Warren, I did. I That's l- how important <laughs> you guys are to me. The right answer, the right answer is Warren. Because <laughs> if he told you that, then, then your head would, <laughs> would get too big. I would have felt really terrible. I've been like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't work. Podcast trumps work. My boss said you're going to Cincy tomorrow. I said, fuck you. I love Warren. No, fuck you. (laughs) I got a podcast to do. You ever heard of the cool ship?
<laughs> no. Fuck you, boss. You don't pay my bills. <laughs> Mr. Boss Man, go finger yourself. 